a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I am Lee Lonsberry. Throughout the program thus far this morning, we have been hearing uh, from some folks who lost their daughter. A press conference was delivered just this morning where attorneys for and the parents themselves, Jill and Matt McCluskey, spoke in light of newly discovered evidence, as they phrase it, and recent developments in the Lauren McCluskey case. Now, you and I were expecting to go into this weekend under this new yellow risk level, that across the state of Utah there would be all these opportunities for joy and and happiness and taking one step closer to uh, the normalcy we used to enjoy so much. And then in the middle of it, the headlines started coming out. Starting with a, an article by the Salt Lake Tribune, the headline reading, University of Utah police officer showed off explicit photos of Lauren McCluskey to his co-worker. And thus began the various reportings and phone calls and requests for documents and such like that, which have led us to this morning, where the wound for the McCluskey family has been reopened to a degree. And we are learning new lessons about how justice is carried out. The allegations very simply are this, that at some point uh, before her murder, Lauren McCluskey had reached out to the University of Utah Police Department, letting them know that she was being extorted over some explicit photos that she had taken of herself. She shared those photos with an investigator, with an officer with the University of Utah Police, I'm going to refrain from using his name because we don't yet have the final story on what he did or didn't do. We do know that this officer has uh, been separated from the University of Utah Police Department and now finds employment in Logan, Utah. In a moment, I'll read to you a statement which has been put out by the Logan Police Department police chief, touches on this issue and the investigation which is underway right now. But an interesting thing has happened. So much ground has been covered here in just the past two days. Day and a half, really. And I have a request. I have a request uh, of you, and it's a request I'll impose on myself. We need to go slowly. We need to, as these details are revealed, we need to be critical. We need to scrutinize them. We need to make sure that our sources are good for a number of reasons. First and foremost, the center of the story is a young woman who lost her life, a murder victim. And also her parents, Jill and Matt McCluskey. So too involved in this story is that police officer against which these allegations have been leveled by a newspaper here in town, as well as by attorneys representing the McCluskey parents. I don't make any claims about the guilt or innocence about this uh, police officer. But I do know that the process of justice most often requires more than 42 hours. 
And we have yet to observe any hearings. In fact, there are conflicting reports in the newspapers right now. Let me tell you something. In Salt Lake City, it's a marvel that the city is able to sustain two daily major newspapers. And there are other dailies around the state. That's, that's wonderful. In the rest of the country, you don't see that too often. And yet we are lucky here in the state of Utah to enjoy two major newspapers, plus all of the regional newspapers. Many of them continue to publish daily. And they don't always agree. Let me read to you again uh, that headline that kicked off all of our attention. It reads, University of Utah police officer showed off explicit photos of Lauren McCluskey to his co-worker. Full stop. Now let me read to you another headline. Utah officer assigned to Laura McCluskey case disciplined for new mistakes. And then let me read a paragraph from this news report. This one written by this one written by a reporter at the Deseret News. This headline reads: University of Utah says it found no evidence officer shared explicit Lauren McCluskey photos from Ashley Imlay. At the Deseret News, he reads, in response to a report Sunday that a former University of Utah police officer tasked with helping Lauren McCluskey before her October 2018 murder saved explicit photos of her and boasted about them to another officer. The university said it has no evidence that the incident occurred. The U said it has no evidence that the incident occurred. There was an investigation carried out by the university. They didn't find evidence of these allegations. Now, what does that mean? It it, it could mean a number of things on the investigative front. But what it certainly means is that there is doubt and question right now thrown into the mix of all of this. It is unknown exactly what happened. Now, listen, don't think that I'm defending bad guys here. All right, there are some horrid allegations. I am not defending the, this alleged behavior at all, by no means, if it is true, then the book ought to be thrown at the perpetrator in a sentence. But there's a chance it's not. And we need to be careful about that. I need to be careful. You need to be careful. The rest of my friends in media, we together need to be careful. Attorneys, investigators, everyone needs to be very careful because someone's future could be impacted pretty dramatically if we get some of the details wrong here. So as this story plays out, and it will, we heard from the attorney that mediation will commence tomorrow and Wednesday, and that if there is not a satisfactory resolution in those meetings, that this new information will be part of a new lawsuit, and there will be new headlines written, and we will make new snap judgments. I'd caution against that. I'd caution against that. My heart is broken for so many reasons this morning. First and foremost, this poor family has had to relive not only the tragedy which took from them their daughter, but also now new revelations that means that, that could mean that she was victimized even further. I'm so sorry for their sadness. I'm so sorry for their sadness. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be speaking with Kaysville City Mayor Katie Witt. You know the story. In Kaysville the end of the month, there's going to be a concert up there. Maybe the first such concert in the entire country. Not everyone's happy with it. 
We'll speak with the mayor next on Live Mike. I'm Leland Sperry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back. I am Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike. We've been covering throughout the morning these unfortunate revelations of sorts, developments, in the case of Lauren McCluskey. It's alleged that there were some photos used in an effort to blackmail her. She turned those photos, plus her story, over to law enforcement. And the allegation to come out this weekend is that those photos were used inappropriately. They were handled inappropriately. Today, the parents of Laura McCluskey, along with their attorneys, gathered together and delivered uh, some information via a press conference. Present in that press conference was KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson. He joins me on the line now. Sir, how are you? I'm hanging in there, sir. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Uh, I miss you. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, happy to be speaking well, to you. Unfortunately, it's under these circumstances. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is one of those things where, nine, you know, kind of new salacious details kind of keep coming out about this story as a, as things go on. So, But in this case, um, with the attorneys for uh, Lauren McCluskey's family, um, they say, you know, they are sickened by this. They say what should have happened is that the officers should have been uh, doing more to actually protect her. But um, Jill McCluskey maintains that, you know, he should have done more to protect her, but instead he was ogling at her image. And um, that's the claim that the parents are making. Now, here's the interesting thing. Um, They have mediation tomorrow over what's going on, their entire lawsuit. There's two lawsuits that are kind of in play with a federal lawsuit, which has already been filed. There's a state lawsuit as well. If mediation, uh, if both sides can kind of agree on uh, an outcome on this whole situation, then all of those lawsuits kind of go away. So that's what's happening tomorrow is that they're going to sit down um, over video conference and they're going to be kind of hammering out exactly the details. If, if this part of the new accusation, if these new accusations coming out um, are kind of resolved in that matter, basically all of the other lawsuits, the federal, the state lawsuit, all of them kind of go away. So as far as what's going to happen with these new accusations, all that depends on what's said tomorrow. Do we have any indication of, of what the family and their attorneys would like, what, what would satisfy uh, this mediation or the efforts in the mediation? One thing that they've asked for all along, um, the attorneys have said, we just want the school to admit that they are responsible for Lauren's death. Now, that is something I cannot imagine the school will ever, ever do. Um, So that's one thing that they've been pleading for this entire time. And so, again, if this mediation doesn't work out, then the lawsuits are going full bore. 
So uh, it just again, that's the one thing that they've been really wanting all this time is for the school to say that yes, we could have stopped her death. It, we do have responsibility in this, but I just can't foresee that the university would, would admit to that at all. Now, as far as these uh, new accusations go about how the officer um, shared her picture, uh, the, the university itself denies that it happened in the context of the way the attorneys are making it. They're saying something to the effect of it didn't happen in the way of one officer showed a friend to the, hey, check this out. This is a hot picture, isn't it? Um, the school was saying if anything was shared, it was to ask specifically, how do I get this into the case file and off of my phone? Um, so that's the that's the claim that the school is making to kind of counter the accusations from the from the McCluskeys. But so for- if you ask the attorneys of the McCluskeys, they were asked how what kind of other evidence do you have that this actually happened? Are you you said that the school admitted that this happened? Are you going by what the school has told you, or are you just going by the Salt Lake Tribune? And from what it sounded like, it sounded like they had um, suspicions that this kind of thing happened. But as far as actual proof, they are depending on the Tribune's article as evidence that this was that this picture was shown. And there was no elaboration as to the source of those suspicions. No, as far as them, they said that. Uh, one of the attorneys actually said we weren't in a position to know anything just like you guys until we saw this article come out in the news. Fascinating. And just for, for clarity, the, the officer in question is no longer with the University of Utah Police Department. It's my understanding that he is now an officer in Logan. The Logan police chief yes. has made a statement. What's coming out of Logan? Well, from what we're hearing is that the Logan Police Department is going to be doing its own investigation into these claims. But um, according to the Tribune, that uh, the information that they had posted earlier was that uh, University of Utah actually took the phone um, to get worked on from uh, the West Valley Police Department because they didn't have the information that they, they didn't have the ability to uh, do what they needed to kind of get that into the case file. So... That's the situation now. Uh, Logan police, they're going to be looking into it. The University of Utah says they found no physical evidence of this. And so that's kind of the situation where we are now is that documents that were obtained by the Tribune show that, yeah, he did. uh, The the officer did show this picture um, to somebody else and they were salacious. And the family says that shouldn't have happened. You should have been doing a better job to try to protect our daughter who was still alive at the time. So this story right now could possibly be, in the two extremes, a, a case of uh, someone in a perverted nature exploiting uh, their position as an investigator, an individual of authority to help you know, bring to justice uh, certain, certain acts of wrongdoing, or it could, on the other side of the spectrum, be an instance where uh, an officer engaged in upright law enforcement uh, was simply carrying out their duties. Exactly. And so um, just kind of looking up at your previous question that you asked about what Logan police are saying, I've, I just found their uh, press statement uh, that they sent out earlier. Um, they say throughout their investigation, there was no evidence to substantiate part of the claim. We intend to reach out to the Tribune to seek out opportunity to speak to their unnamed source for further clarification and information. So they apparently also want some more information about what happened uh, to see if this officer that is now working for the Logan Police Department actually did share these pictures inappropriately. KSL News Radio reporter Paul Nelson, thank you for your report, sir. All right, thank you. We're going to continue to follow this, certainly. It's heartbreaking, it's troubling, and it could also uh, be a situation where 
The name of a law enforcement officer is besmirched for uh, no good reason. The possibilities are wide, wide open right now. We don't know what happened. There are versions of what happened and assertions being made by many, but we don't yet know. So let's be careful as we move forward. You know, we can speculate and we can guess and such like that. Uh, but when it comes to it, uh, justice is not carried out via speculation and guessing. So we will continue on this. We will look for objective facts. And when we come in across them, we will present them to you. That's my promise on this program and on this radio station. I have just a moment left before we go to a commercial break. In fact, about 90 seconds. Let me tell you uh, the, the quick Cliff's Notes version of a story I came across earlier this morning. It comes from Southern Utah University, specifically from Southern U Utah uh, University President Scott Wyatt. We have for some time known that he's a great guy. In fact, uh, when he assumed the position of president, part of the compensation package includes housing. There's a very nice, uh, furnished, beautiful, spacious home available to the president of that university. And when he became aware that that would be a perk he and his family could enjoy, he looked at that and, I, and thought to himself, you know, you know, there may be other uses more deserving or other causes more deserving of this great space and location on campus. In fact, I think, and he consulted with his wife, who's an expert on these matters and involved in them herself, that if they were to repurpose the president's house to be one where young parents of the university could leave their children while they attended classes, that might be better for things. That might be a better use of that space. And so it was that the former president's home on the campus of SUU is now, in essence, a childhood facility, daycare, a place where young parents can drop off their kids and go take advantage of the educational opportunities in Southern Utah University. Well, the reason I bring up Scott White is not that, but it is this, because of the impact that the coronavirus has had on public universities and colleges throughout the country, times are tight. There's not much revenue. Money is all but dried up. Layoffs and furloughs are inevitable, sometimes firings. Well, the president made a promise not too long ago that if he, if he were to face a scenario where he would have to lay someone off as a result of the coronavirus, that he would do everything he could to prevent that, up to and including foregoing his own salary. Well, it has come to that, and he has made it known that he will forego his salary in an effort to save jobs that might have been lost at the university due to the fallout of this pandemic. My hat's off to him. I admire that type of leadership. You lead from the front. You, as a leader, make the sacrifices you ask of your subordinates to make. And that's how you get loyalty. That's how you get results. And that's how you operate a fine institution like the one at Southern Utah University. Going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be honoring the class of 2020. Speaking to a high school student, we're going to get some advice from him, see how his experience has gone since his senior year has been cut so short. No prom, no graduation, but plenty of excitement and optimism. That's ahead on Live Mike.